Hi everyone, I'm Emma, a certified dog trainer. And I'm Kirsten, a certified dog behavior consultant. And this is Dog Chats. Join us as we chat about dog behavior, having fun with your dogs, and building relationships. We will offer practical advice and a bit of humor. Welcome to episode number two, Summer Adventures and Outings. Emma and I are excited to share some of our own personal favorite outings ideas. Um, and Maybe some of our mishaps. Maybe some of our mishaps, absolutely. So um, we've got a few tips and suggestions, and I'm going to jump right in with something Emma and I were talking about a minute ago. During the summer, there's something about the pace, maybe it's just because there's more light during the day, but I really find walking my dog so pleasurable. I don't, I don't like the rain, so. Yeah, and I kind of don't mind the rain because yeah. I am Because from you're Ireland. from Ireland, yeah. And maybe don't like the heat as much as you do. <laughs> because you're because from Ireland. Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but it is just a beautiful time of the year, no matter where you live. Uh, it's just a great time to just get out a little bit more yeah. and enjoy that sunlight while we have it. Um, we would love some rain, yeah. no doubt, here in California, but... but um, we do like these days as well. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things we talk a lot about, and Emma's going to give you some specifics on this later, uh, we try to keep our dog out of the midday heat for, for their feet for lots of reasons. And so we also need to think about meeting their uh, mental stimulation you know, needs along with the physical. And so trying to rethink your walk Stay with me here because I know this is hard for a lot of people, right? We, we walk our dog twice yes. a day. Yes. We've got this pattern that the walk is for me. Um, if the walk is for your dog, consider going to a park and doing what Janet Finley calls the deconstructed walk. And it meets the dog's secondary needs. They have their, their primary needs, food, water, potty, sleep, and feeling safe. And they have their secondary needs mental stimulation, physical stimulation, seeking or scenting, and companionship with you. So you can go to a park and meet all four of those things in 20 minutes in the shade, and your dog will be so fulfilled and happy. Uh, it's kind of extraordinary. It's, it, it changes up the rhythm of what you do with them, and my dogs love it. Let's deconstruct that a little bit as to what that looks like. Okay. So. When you're out in the park, instead of just that, that walking just fast and saying, we're getting exercise, we're getting yeah. exercise, is just stopping and mm-hmm. letting your dog sniff. Yep. So that's so important and so popular with the trainers now, yeah. that we that we all want our dogs to take the time, sniff. Mm-hmm. Their noses are so sensitive to smell, yeah. so much more than we than ours. And just getting out there and enjoying it and picking different locations. Yeah. So there's different smells and different things to see. Mm-hmm. And what else would you say like that looks yeah. like in yeah. enrichment well, and, in the environment? And so important because most of the dog's brain is olfactory. And so we have to engage that part. If we engage them with sniffing, they're actually going to learn so much more information about mm-hmm. the environment than any other way. Um, so sometimes I will bring out like uh, little plastic cups and hide them, um, hide a treat under one, and then scatter the cups around on the grass. So mm-hmm. that might get my dog started. Because certain dogs, anxious dogs, tend to just kind of stare when they get to a new place scanning, like, uh-oh, who's here? 
Is there a good dog or bad dog? Da, da, da. And if we can get that nose to the ground and engage them with a sniffing game, it just changes their emotional state. Mm-hmm. And, and they're able to take in so much more information. And it does, even with shy dogs, I've noticed that's really helpful for them because they pick up so much information from the environment mm-hmm. is just to get out, sniff a little bit and kind of go, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can, breathe. I can, I can handle this. Yeah, and when they're sniffing and you're watching that, it's almost like meditative breathing. You know, this, they start to take deep breaths. So getting out there uh, for morning walks, so say the day is really hot. So yeah. some of the tips we would have is get out early in the morning mm-hmm. or maybe later in the evening yeah. when, when it's not so hot. I and, love that after And dinner. then after dinner, yeah. yeah, it's a nice time to, to take care of our digestive uh-huh. system after we've had our dinner as well for a good walk. And then also in the middle of the day, if, if your schedule doesn't work and you're thinking about taking your dog out in the middle of the day and it's warm, think about a shaded place, mm-hmm. not a huge amount of exercise. So yeah. we're not exhausting them because they remember so fast. they do overheat uh-huh. so fast. If you, if you, if you don't know how your dog shows those signs of being stressed, here's what it looks like. The panting, mm-hmm. the really open mouth and crazy panting will yeah. tell you that your dog is beginning to overheat. Yep. Right. The other thing to think about too is the pavement. Yeah. Our pavement can get super hot on those hot days, and um, a way to test that is to put the palm of your hand down on the pavement. If you can oh, put it down for idea. five or ten seconds, then your dog's paws are not going to like it either. So keep that in mind. Look for shade. Mm-hmm. The asphalt tends to hold that heat a lot more than just the the sidewalk. Yeah. So. Uh, make sure you have to do that. I know sometimes when when I travel and we stop at a gas station and we have to let my dog out to to do her business, I'm always like, how can I get from here to the grass when it's too hot? So so we really want to think about that. Um, Anything else locally that uh, is a good tip for just bringing your dog out for a walk in the summer? Just carrying water. Yes. You know, they they overheat so much faster than us they're wearing those fur coats. Yes. Um, And... The, the way that they're panting and hanging their tongue out, it's so interesting that it's actually so cool air hits the tongue because the air in their body's hotter, the body temperature is hotter than outside. Um, and, but if their tongue is hanging out and the air is not cool, they're just not getting that cooling system working right. So yeah. um, bringing water, putting the, you know, not soaking them with the water, but putting their paws in the water can help cool them down and putting a little water on their belly and chest. Yes. That's great. So that's the local walks. So let's talk about you're going to go on a day adventure. Let me jump in and ask you. Yes. You've got six hours. I'm giving you an extra hour. Six hours. Six hours. That's that's a day off. Yeah. Six hours for you and Kiva and John uh, to do your very favorite thing. What would that look like? Our favorite thing probably would be to go to the beach. Yes. And so that that takes preparation in itself, right? So a couple of supplies we might have are water or towel. Uh, If we're going to be out a little longer and we're bringing a picnic, then we want to make sure that we have some food for her as well. I always bring my treat bag Mm -hmm. because we just don't know what's going to be going on at the beach, right? And then um, we head on out. I usually keep her when we get to the beach. I kind of take a look around first to see what's going on. Is there other dogs? Is there people sitting 
you know, having their picnic yeah. on the beach. Do I want my dog running over there? <laughs> um, so I kind of keep an eye on everything before I decide to leave her off leash and where is a good spot. Because as soon as she goes off leash, she does this crazy zoomies and then she goes, okay, I'm at the beach. Yeah. She gets so excited by being on the sand and stuff. So, so, and then um, we just go for a nice walk on the beach. So that would be my perfect mm-hmm. day out. Um, how do you decide whether or not it's a good time to let her off leash? Like, how do you know that? So, you know, as trainers, we look at body language mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. and we love it, right? So yeah, I'm always looking, I always feel like I'm a radar first, like I'm looking around to see what other dogs are doing, what mm-hmm. other people are doing before I leave my dog off. But I'm also looking at body language. I might see two dogs off in the distance and I might just see how they're playing with each other. Are they enjoying each other's company? Are they moving along? Are they, you know, loose bodies? Are they stiff when they meet other dogs off in the distance? And then I decide whether that's going to be a dog she meets or not. So uh, most of the time all the dogs are are good on the beach because there's like this lovely, great space for them all to move nicely around each other. And then do you ever... Like other times you put the leash back on, because with some of my dogs, I, I'm conflicted. I'll be the only one at the beach with the leash on, but there's moments where I just... Yes, like there's outfit. lots of times where I put the leash on. Mm-hmm. Listen, as a trainer, it doesn't mean that you have a dog that's 100% perfect. That I don't. is not the case, right? <laughs> right? My name is Emma, and my dog is now perfect. So there is times where there's a little, small dogs especially, I I will always maybe put her on leash as we're passing small dogs Mm -hmm. because she's, she's, you know, she's 60 pounds and sometimes she goes over there and she's like, hey, you want to play? And she's like right over there in their face and that can be a little intimidating for the small dogs. So I will put, I will put a leash on, um, on and off. And I think it's a great way to work with um, putting the leash on and off your dog too so your dog doesn't think I only get the leash put on when the fun is over and yep. we're on our way home great point so I like her sometimes she's walking along sometimes she's off leash sometimes she's on leash so I kind of just mix it up as we're moving around and yeah. then according to what's moving around us too like sometimes even though she's great with kids I if there's kids playing in the sand I'll just leash her up so just in case she might just take a potter over there and they're a little bit of frightened of dogs not all people love dogs as much as we think everybody should love dogs and not all dogs love all and people. not all dogs love all people so here's the other thing with leash that's really important and this goes for a hiking trailer if i see somebody coming towards me with a leash mm-hmm. i'm going to put on my leash on my dog absolutely because i don't know what their reasons are and they want to enjoy their time too it could be that their dog just isn't ready to be off leash yeah. it could be that um their dog isn't good with other dogs but yeah. they still want to go out for a walk yeah. so we have to maneuver ourselves you, you, mean you don't just yell my dog's friendly my dog's friendly <laughs> well I have you know again my name is Emma and I have said it a couple of times but I but it's an expression that See, we I don't can't say that. yeah we can't I was not able to say that with my last two dogs I, I we don't like as trainers we don't necessarily like that expression because it doesn't matter if your dog is friendly my yeah. dog may not be friendly so and my dog's unleashed for a reason yes exactly we do we do need you to call your dog back so yes try not to say that at the beach yeah. if if somebody has a dog on leash, there, there's there's a reason why they have them on leash, and we want to respect that. Um, I, you got me thinking about trails, yeah. hiking. Yeah. So you know, in to, all over this country and the world, there are beautiful places to walk. So um, your hikes might be different. They might be like a city hike through a park. Mm-hmm. Um, we are so lucky in Marin County. We have a lot of open space 
trails, and uh, I can only go on a couple of them with my dogs because my dogs have issues with other dogs. Uh, I have to be selective about where we go hiking. Um, wide open spaces where I can see if other dogs, other off-leash dogs are coming at us because that's a, an issue around here. But I love to kind of rethink where I'm hiking. You know, a lot of people can take their dog on any trail because 90% mm -hmm. of the dogs are social and happy and um, I can't do that. So I look even for like, you're going to laugh at me, but like wide, empty movie theater parking lots. Oh, yes. And yes. we will just go do a sniff walk around there because I can see if another dog's coming. And just because there's, you know, there's a lot of asphalt doesn't mean my dog isn't enjoying it. Like, yes. I think people have this mindset, like, I have to get my dog out in nature. Mm -hmm. But an empty movie theater parking lot has some incredible smells. And, uh, and then I can use the long line and let them move around, and I don't worry about somebody coming around a corner. Um, so for me, when it's cool enough in the mornings in the summer, I like to do a lot of that kind of hike. Or I go find a golf course if dogs are allowed before hours, and we do that kind of wandering around a golf course just so I can keep an eye out. Well, you're lucky you have a golf course that is no longer a golf I'm course so in your neighborhood. So, yeah, except so now it's really turned good. into a dog park. And now it's a dog park. <laughs> <laughs> so on trails, let's talk a little bit about trails. Again, um, one of the things I want to mention, and we, because we mentioned the, the beach and trails, uh, we do live in an area that we, again, are spoiled, yeah. that there is beaches that we can have our dogs on. There is trails that we can have our dogs on. And not every area is like that some beaches require you to have your leash on at all times and some beaches like state beaches here don't allow you to bring the dogs right. on there and and that goes with the trails too so some of the smaller trails will require you to have your leash on and then maybe some of the the fire roads that's they're called fire roads so that the fire engines can can go on them which it's nice for trails because you've got lots of space if you meet another dog um, but there, some of them are, if you've got a nice, uh, recall, which means you can call your dog to you mm -hmm. and that they don't go off the trail. Yeah. I can get on a trail if I get out there really early in the morning at five or six and I'm not going to run into a lot of people. Maybe a coyote. Yeah. Well, <laughs> or actually, here. So I was thinking about that, like, you know, cause I, I got my dog Mick, um, after seeing a mountain lion on the trail when wow. I was running and, right. um, I wanted protection and just because he's and he is hyper alert being a german shepherd border uh -huh. collie mix i mean yeah. he's um since i've had him though the almost 10 years we haven't seen him out line again so maybe that's, that's just good. my lucky charm that's yeah. good Lots of coyotes, that's but, good yeah. and and one of the things you know a lot of, a lot of clients ask me you know we're on the trail and a deer comes out and our dog takes off after the yeah, deer it's it's are, a hard time about me no. <laughs> <laughs> That's happened to you? Oh. Yes. That's a story for another podcast. Okay, okay, okay. So I'll we do, we right work now, on sure. our recalls. That's having your dog come to you um, when you call them. But, you know, and you can speak more to this about the part of the brain that your dog goes into when this happens. But, you know, yeah. recall, we work on it. We work on it. But it's not 100%. Right. Never can't be you know it just can't be yeah. I mean like they're living breathing yep. beings yeah absolutely yeah so um I some of my dogs are on leash on hikes some are off but I'm I'm doing some check-ins with them um and never off if I think there's going to be a coyote or you know where I live there's some unfriendly dogs so I'm, I'm pretty selective but um all that being said it's 
the trail is a wonderful place for both the dog and the human. Oh, I like yes. the trail a lot better than the movie theater parking lot. Yes. <laughs> um, but I have to be vigilant. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about a couple of more things that I'd like to chat about is city outings yeah. with your dogs because that can be fun in the summer too. There's so we live close to San Francisco and there's always great things going and on. Now all weekends. these outdoor restaurants. Exactly. You know? This is it's so great now so if your if your dog is comfortable with that. So yeah. let's talk a little bit about that if your dog is comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and choosing the right spot for your dog. You know, the, there's a brewery that I love. Uh, and for years I kept bringing my dog and it, we, we used to call it like pinball alley because the tables are set up so <laughs> on either side of the sidewalk. So people all day long are walking by with their dog and that can be really stressful to have strangers and other dogs passing your dog as they're trying to relax. So I look for now more like a, you know, a, a wider open space and luckily because of COVID with all the six feet spacing of tables, I feel like it's more dog friendly. Um, and I, I like to bring a mat when I go out because we do yes. a lot of mat training. So my dog's conditioned to relax on the mat. S- sometimes I bring a bone or Kong, but that's actually caused problems with all the off-leash dogs where I live, where ah. an off-leash dog comes under the table to get the bone. And then, and I, I love that. I think we're both, we love mat work for that yeah. reason. It's, it's one of my favorite things to use mat work for. I could have forgotten a mat, but if I have a towel or yeah. something in the car, I just put that down on the ground where I'm beside where I'm sitting. And then my girl, my dog Kiva, just um, show her the mat and she just comes on there and just settles down because we've worked on it. And then we eat our food. She might have something herself. And It's amazing, that conditioned response. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like when I see a beer, I just take a deep <laughs> breath. I relax so much. I'm like... We're here. We're at the brewery. And then my dog sees the mat and they're like, oh. And what fun is it to be able to bring your dog all these places with you? It's just, it's just so great. And having the the opportunity to do that during the summer months is just awesome. Yeah. And, and one thing you were mentioning about um, bringing a Kong or anything like that. I remember bringing a Kong for Kiva right when she was a puppy and, um, being out somewhere for the day and we were sitting outside eating and I gave her the Kong and every five minutes I was up because it had rolled down the street <laughs> and I'd get up and take it and bring it back yeah. and two minutes later it would roll oh, so they so need to make square ones yeah they make to, they need to make square <laughs> ones um but you know bully sticks is very popular mm-hmm. to a chew to um item that they can have and she likes that that's a better one than the rolling away yeah, ones yeah. so then to just finish up, let's talk a little bit about if you're going on a picnic and you decide a picnic with with a bunch of people. Oh yeah, and, and a bunch you want of dogs, to, I'm sure. and a bunch of dogs maybe, <laughs> and you want to bring your dog with you. What should we think about then? Uh, well, that just made me really stressed because <laughs> <laughs> if I can't bring my dog, I probably I, wouldn't bring my dog. I wouldn't bring my dog. <laughs> yes. uh, but I've had dogs in the past. I had a uh-huh. chocolate lab named McKegney who I could bring anywhere. What was the name? McKegney. McKegney, I yes, love that. McKegney. Um, and and it, she was that kind of dog that I could bring to the picnic. She was happy to be tied to a table, but I had to be vigilant. She was a lab. Any chance she got, if, if a three-year-old walked by with a cupcake, take a bite of that. Yes. If nobody's looking, paws are going on the table. I, I, I had to make a good plan so that I could actually relax, too. Otherwise, it felt like 
you know, if you're at the picnic and the whole time your eyes aren't on your dog, that's not right. But you also can't be sitting yourself you up to situation. Yeah. You so want to have some fun, too. Have some fun. So I, we had a great canvas collapsible pen in the car for her. Uh-huh. And she would go in there and just take a nap in the shade. Um, or she was also great. We practiced tying downs a lot, like tying her to a tree. And she would have her mat. Uh, but if there's other dogs, I don't know. I, at this point in my life, I think I'd leave my dogs at home. Yeah, so okay. so it's really something to to think about. Are will you have to manage your dog a lot at the picnic? Yeah, because you could have a a, a dog that's totally fine and it's just like I'm mellow. I'm just hanging, yeah. no big deal. So that could be the situation too. But if you think it's going to be hard for your dog and it might stress you out, and you know, mm-hmm. then it might be a good opportunity to give them some exercise before you go to the picnic, oh, and that's then a great idea. and then either bring them to the picnic or not. Yeah. decide whether to bring them. Or not and then be setting yourself up for success and your dog up for success that do I need to keep my dog away from the table mm-hmm. if I think they're going to get up there and get stuff do, can one of us manage the dog while the other person helps with the picnic mm-hmm. when so we're it, so eating? you're saying it helps to have a good partner well, that too, but, uh, you know, or, for, you know, anybody that can help you hold the dog while you yeah. go get your food or whatever. So, so, um, just be thinking about, just be thinking about what it would look like when yeah. you're there. Is yeah. it, is it going to be worth it? Are you both going to have fun? Because that's really what that, it's about. Yeah. And I think a lot of my clients who got dogs during COVID, the dogs didn't experience things like this, like, Mm -hmm. you know, the public event kind of thing. Exactly. And then now all of a sudden they're bringing the dog out and some of the dogs don't want to be there. Same with restaurants. And that's the other, that's the other side of that. Are they comfortable with a lot of people around? Yeah. You know, so really just looking at that dog in front of you and deciding, is this something that's going to be enjoyable for them and for you? Yes. Such a good point. Thanks for tuning in today and hope you'll join us for our next episode. You can reach Emma at ecdogtraining.com or on Instagram at ecdog underscore training and Kirsten at kwhappydogs.com or on Facebook at kwhappydogs. Don't forget to hit subscribe. See you next time.